Hello, podcasting world. This is Ria Della Pena, and this is the first episode of the podcast called The True Lens Podcast. Um, for starters, I will describe to you what this podcast will be mainly about and what the first episode will be about today. It will be very brief, but it's not something that's too crazy or something that I would say um, I'll dive deep into since I don't really have all the information. And this is just myself and probably in the near future when I do make other um, episodes of this podcast, uh, I will talk about um, other stuff that can also pertain to um, the world that we have today, especially in politics, um, current affairs, or anything else that has catched my eye um, during my time with social media, or anything that I've seen around my local surroundings here in the Dallas, Texas area. Uh, first off, the description of the, this podcast will be mainly about is having to see the world into the shoes of the biblical perspective. Um, reasons why um, I've made this podcast about having to surround uh, topics and what I could be able to put my information or opinion about is just mainly from in the biblical worldview. See, there's many, many, many other things where uh, politicians or other public artists i know like public uh people i don't know the word for that but have put their opinion and how the world should work on the way it works going through um so their spiritual mantras or other knowledge that they have gone through their own perspective about and the thing is i've heard so many of their opinions but the biggest thing I've never, ever, ever really heard much, especially people in media, when it comes to um, dealing with current affairs that goes on in this world, is the question, what does the Bible say? Or, what does Jesus have to say about this? So, from this podcast, you'll be hearing a lot more um, of what the biblical response is, and especially... Um, my own little personal view not too much but more of what god himself has to say whenever we have to deal with um situations that we just don't even know how to deal with but more on how like what god says first and last um about the situations and how we should handle them as a as society today in the 21st century um, so for right now, one of the first things we're now going to discuss about in this first episode of the podcast is one of the things I'm purely passionate about, um, along with Jesus has to be cancel culture. So cancel culture, what is that? Cancel culture is this new type of idea where people just absolutely cancel anything especially like celebrities or who endorsers or anything else um just talking like just canceling them for things that 
they don't agree together as a society or a majority. So I will have to say, the group that identifies more on having to support more with cancel culture has to be the left. And this is coming from, I just, I know this is a far-fetched out idea that, but if there's anyone like probably international is probably here out here listening, um, wondering like about the left in government and the right in government. So I would say that the right government in, in brief description has to be more dealing with conservative values as much as I am and the party that I also identify myself with. Um, mix sticking more with traditional values, more theological views, uh, rather than where the left is more, more about social justice, social, um, um, social agreement, more like on how like what does the people say, what does the majority actually agree. Knowing that the left also has many many great advantages that I will say and admit that um, they do hold much of power. And where a lot of Americans today do identify themselves as, other than conservatives, knowing that for like years along the road, we have switched from traditional to um, secular values that people right now think we just don't need God in. So this is right now like talking about the topic of cancel culture, um, um, going in depth more what it is, and... Uh, on the opinion I have, and then also the biggest thing more of what God has to say about cancel culture itself and the and the toxic levels and contribution it has on individuals today, knowing that this world is completely broken and in need of a savior. And it's just like we are finding mainly our hope in everything in this world, whether it be in government, of people's opinions, or anything that exists here on earth. And just making it our own identity and how we can be able to combat it as Christians. And trying to learn more about what God has to say on cancel culture and how we should be able to take this today as Christians. And how to combat this insane idea of canceling one another for things that we just don't agree upon. So... Cancel culture, I said in the beginning, is more about canceling someone or just pretty much like not endorsing that person anymore, if that's the right way to say it, um, for things that they just don't agree with the majority or with the rest of, um, of society. So cancel culture has brought a major, major toll um, since the past few years. Um, ranging from artists such as Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, um, other conservatives, also like Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro, and also like, especially in governors, uh, state governors specifically, that are have been canceled by other people. And honestly, in my opinion, it's been really, really ridiculous. And even before my time with Christ, I have this icky, icky feeling about cancel culture. I mean, before even when I was um, with, uh, before I even knew a lot about Christ or before I came to Christ, 
I supported cancel culture because I knew there were things before, like, when I was thinking more of the world, I wanted to be accepted and tell them, like, yeah, cancel this person, cancel that, especially if they didn't agree with the majority, like, how dare do they think that way, etc., etc., etc. And then now, I began to realize that everyone has a different opinion, and if we don't agree with it, that is totally fine. So, when it comes to cancel culture, there's a lot of things that people would do to bring them down, which is, A, if someone, like, endorses a product or a business or something, people would just encourage a lot of other people and bring them to social media and say, hey, stop endorsing this person, stop um, stop supporting this person, stop following this person on social media. And just so our word will be out there and tell that this person's humanity and worth is canceled. And let's be honest, does cancel culture actually last that long for that one person? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's hilarious. Like, I remember back then, a few years ago, when Jake Paul, he recorded that um, that controversial YouTube video of him going to Japan and then recording all those suicide deaths. Literally. But no one right now even remembers. Like, it's been like two or three years already. And no one even remembers what that happened. If you mentioned Jake Paul's name today, it's going to be like, oh, like, wasn't he in a boxing match? Or I, I honestly don't even know about what he what he did like i know he was like probably in a boxing wrestling match i don't know but he won a belt for something and no one even remembers it's insane no one even remembers about what he did from the past few years and he was considered canceled 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 and then now we're here like praising him for like winning this match against some other guy that happened about like a month ago like, like, dude, like, everyone, I, I swear, humanity has the size of a pea. Like, I mean, like, their minds are size of a pea, to, just to clarify. Like, we cancel something over something outrageous that one person says, and then later on down the road, we automatically forget it, and we say, like, oh, we cancel that person? Yeah, yeah, like, that's, that's, that's not it anymore. <laughs> but... It's ridiculous how cancel culture is so, so temporary, but it has, like, such a big impact on people who do have businesses, especially small businesses. And as a conservative, small businesses are, like, the backbone of America. Like, truly, it is. There are other major corporations, especially in big tech and big government, that overrun these, like, these major corporations and just input like liberal values that people are just aren't expecting for people to push but since the left has so much power here in 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 this country people just don't really like think about it and people just sublimely follow through and whatever the big corporation whatever they say it goes and that's insane i will not stand for it but People who do have, like, 
unpopular ideas and do have small businesses like they don't even realize the humanity that people have like like even having a family or even like who they are as a human being which which fyi i don't know if anyone ever really knows this human beings make a lot of mistakes ever since the garden of eden ever since the fall hey we have made mistakes ever since our first parents adam and eve have made have committed sin and and it's insane and how people are just not realizing the fact that we have a sinful nature we say things that come naturally to us and it offends the other and we don't even realize that but the greatest thing about when you're a christian when you come to christ is that you deny your flesh take up your cross and forgive the ones that wronged you and honestly it is the hardest thing as a human being as the human being is dead in flesh and but is also alive in spirit so where we are here today with cancel culture is a big controversy that people don't even realize that it's taking away of of their value as a human being like like in social media people would just say nasty nasty things and then just say to someone that like this person is canceled because they just didn't agree with the majority of anyone else and like in society has like believed in um i don't remember of i can't recall her name but she is a local conservative um i think her name was faith or something but she was um an endorser uh, for the for Sephora, which is one of the biggest makeup companies that has like many top end brands like YSL, um, Tarte, or all the other makeup brands that you can name, um, she was a part of it, and she's a YouTuber, I believe. But when she posted stuff that was not accepting of more of the far left and more conservative values and speaking up against um topics like abortion and um putting like not more restrictions on immigration or every other thing that you can see like conservative can agree with like she supported and also she is a and she's one she considers herself a Christ follower. And after that, Sephora dropped her, saying that they didn't agree that she was representing the company in a public fashion where they just didn't agree upon. And that it was very, very bland, as I might say it. Just saying on how like well like we just didn't we just didn't um agree with how you're presenting yourself and that was it i mean that's just a summary of how sephora um said to said to her like the youtuber faith um and then she was brought upon on turning point uh, one of the uh, most known conservative organizations here in the nation 
talking about how she got dropped uh, from representing Sephora in her YouTube channels and everything just because she um, showed and spoke up about what she believed in, even if it wasn't really popular. Can you, like, can you imagine we're, we're living in a world right now where socialist values are becoming more and more pop- popular instead of the free market, the individual right that we have in order to speak out about what we believe in and the majority ha- or even like big tech, big government just telling us and how we should able to talk, how we act and how we should, how, what our views should actually be. And we get and we get dropped from companies like this just because of what we actually believe in like that's insane and the fact that cancel culture is being adopted by the far left does not surprise me at all the far left has always 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 have been known as the more agnostic atheist type of um ideology in this group of people and It makes sense, especially if many of the people on the left agree with themselves as an atheist. Like, they believed that everything that that was made here on Earth, including themselves, was considered an accident. So, what can I say of them having to not adopt moral values? Like, the moral values that they claim that they have isn't considered moral like god himself has said to love our neighbor we should love god first and love our neighbor and those two commands are the basic sum of what the entire commandment is so what are we right now if we say that this entire world should be considered love and opening and and how this love that we have is a complete feeling and that it never, ever, ever, ever gives up. If it doesn't give up and then you say it's a feeling, then why is it considered a command in the Bible to love one another rather than just having to say that this is just a feeling? It's considered a command for a reason. God is love. One of the biggest things that he has done, actually the central thing that he's done to show how great his love is for us, is for him sending our son down here on earth. Like John 3.16, for he so loved the world that he gave his only son. So, God's love has always been about giving. If we're not giving the people like this grace, this mercy to the others who have wronged us, and especially that we know we're not God. But if we're not showing the love or forgiveness that God has done for us through his son, Jesus Christ, then what are we doing here? What What's the point of just staying, existing here on earth? If we, and also talking about love, if we just can't ever give that, them and give that to other people but only give this huge pride for and supposed love for ourselves 
honestly, that's, that's just considered selfish. See, Jesus was a servant to many, many people. He forgave. He even says in Matthew 18, 22, For you should forgive one another 70 times 7. So, are we saying that we should just keep counting about how many times that this person should, um, we should forgive? Keep tally marks? Keep them in our notebook and how many times? Like, oh, I forgave you for this month, that day, whatever. No. Like, the reason why he said that is because, like, not us to keep count, but to lose count. So, if we're out here canceling our brother and sister in this world, then how are we as Christians showing that love to that person, God's love that he has done for Christ, like he has done with us through Christ for us? And we're just not showing it at all. And we're, and just keep canceling each other left and right? That's like, that's completely, that's completely insane. Where is the true love and nature of having to love our brother and sister? Because that's, that's not where, that's not what God says, says it is. That's not, when he says about cancel culture, he looks down, he frowns upon the people who support this type of monstrosity. So, if we're going to say that, like, cancel culture is something that we should be on the side of, then I am very sorry. I do not agree with you. And I'm for sure that if you, that if God even here sees us, which, honestly, he's all-knowing. So, what am I saying? He's all-knowing. And he is definitely not going to agree with this. For it has been said in his words, saying that, that if you hate God's creation, you hate God himself. And also, another verse that I remember like um, that's been popped up in my head is talking about um, that if you love if you love him, you love his commands. So, if his commands say that we should love one another, and yet we say also. Another verse that also popped in my head was talking about um, how our religious, our religion isn't really powerful or has any meaning to it if our actions and words say something different. Like, for example, with this cancel culture thing, like if you're a Christian and you support cancel culture, I advise you to look into it and repent from from this terrible idea like we all of us as humans we have made mistakes so many times in our lives but yet we have been forgiven by god himself first and foremost even before we ask for his forgiveness he has already forgiven us through the cross so you like just think about that just think about on how we as christians are really portraying god's love from the cross based on our actions and words and how we value each other as humans 
how can we say we love God, but yet hate one another and despise one another? I'm all about for correction and about confrontation and talking privately with your neighbor, talking about things that you just saying that that was completely out of line. Um, we should be able to talk about this, have a conversation. But no, we're not following through as, as Christ followers. But yet we're here saying that we love God. We go in our churches, praise him, worship him, read his word. But yet our life says something different. God has always mentioned consistently in the Bible about how he always, always wants the first. The first thing that always makes us when we react to things that go against us or make us seem offended most of all is the way how we feel towards it. What does our heart say about it? See, our heart, our emotions are the first thing that come to our senses. And what does God always say besides saying that the first is our heart. So if we're doing things or just not giving our hearts to God first, when it comes to doing things about being tempted into sin or even sinning against him, that's already for an action that's already been committed then why aren't we repenting right now? Why are we still in this cycle of hate and, and emotion? When we, and then we keep saying at the end of the day, God's got this. Like, if God's got it, then why aren't we allowing him? Um, Matthew 7 has talked a lot about having to deal with worry and anxiety. He, God himself has said before in his word and in Matthew 7, talking about how he feeds birds and feeds the flock and always and never and they never have to worry. And he asks us, why do we have to worry us human beings about having him about having for him to supply to us? So, that's the thing. Like, if we say that we trust God, then why aren't we doing it? One of the answers I can be able to say is, <laughs> is, um, is our sin, it's just sin nature. So, we, like, ever since the garden, um, the serpent has tempted Eve and Adam and how like they should have all the knowledge from like from the fruit of the tree um, of knowing good and evil. Even when God himself specifically has said before the serpent had arrived on the scene. Was saying that to not eat the fruit of that tree. But then the serpent comes in and starts asking. But did God really say dot dot dot? See, that's just where we just go wrong with it. And also, side note, I was wrong about the Matthew 7 things, Matthew 6. I get all of them mixed up. But um, I just pulled it up for saying, like, for Matthew. In Matthew 6, 33, God himself has said, But put God's kingdom first. Do what he wants you to do. And all those things will also be given to you. 
So what Jesus himself has said through that is that if we're just finding our worth and finding our identity or sowing our own seeds into temporary riches, which is the pleasantry of fame, fortune, or anything that we try to find our worth here in this world, and we're stocking those earthly riches up for our own sake, all of them will fade away, and we're just chasing after endless amount of material and earthly thinking about things that we will never, ever, ever find satisfaction in. So, going back to, like, with the topic of cancel culture, it's so sad that many of these people, like, when we do talk about cancel culture and when we are affected by cancel culture, our hearts start saying, like, we are finding our worth. Like, there's just huge pain of of alertness saying, um, we are finding this worth based on people's opinions and people's, like, money and value or whatever it is and I didn't begin to think first and foremost about well does God accept me does God cancel me for things that I I am ashamed of what I've done that many people just like leave me behind about like God has promised in second Timothy saying that he does not promise us um pleasure or luxury but he promised us suffering and persecution when we follow christ we we go through suffering and persecution especially when it comes to things like this when we're going to be rejected by the world romans 12 2 it says don't let our mind be conformed to the world but be transformed to the renewing of our minds and the reason why we our minds become suddenly transformed is through because of christ jesus for we were once dead in our sins, but yet through the Holy Spirit, we were made new again in spirit. A new creation through Christ Jesus. And knowing that it is our faith and faith alone that gets us into heaven. And from our living faith, we produce those good works that God himself has designed for us in the many many generations that have come before on this new covenant that he has with his people which is with us as man and woman so with cancel culture this <laughs> this monstrosity of this idea just takes away rips away the humanity of a person's value and then also not even giving them a chance to even a sliver of hope actually to live in a world where um where they can actually be free be liberated and be free of how they should be with their opinions and acts and yet we have this majority upon like our throats saying that we shouldn't think this way where is the liberation of that? How do we say, especially as Americans, saying that this is the land of the free? If we're free, then how come we're so afraid to speak up things, speak up for things that 
we know that many people will not agree with. And yet even government, many officials even take a part um, in this insane idea and concept uh, where we will um, take away the humanity, strip away the humanity of the person and their value because the majority says so. That's, that's crazy. So, if we're going to like support that, and especially, especially calling to all Christians out there, Christians for who do support cancel culture, I am ashamed. God is ashamed over the fact that we support this. Like, he's saying this, like, I did not give my son to die on the cross for you. To... To go against your brother and sister that's in- that I have made. Sorry, I'm just like, I just literally just <laughs> a stroke or something. But no, even if that person is or is not in Christ, like he, he or she is made in God's image. And why are we hating over someone that that thinks so different from us? So just as just as an um. A, big 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 reminder um where where i think we can also just combat this like um this darkness of cancel culture has to be one of my favorite verses in the bible is ephesians 6 14 ephesians 6 14 has talked about that we don't wrestle with flesh we never wrestle with man, but we wrestle with the evil spirits that's inside that person and even inside ourselves. That's who we're com- combating against. Because once we have the light of the Holy Spirit through us, the darkness in this world will always still be continuing to live throughout this world and other people's lives that's why the biggest things the greatest things about being a christian is that like you get to show the love that christ has showed for you he has showed love through truth and care truth and love so when we disagree with someone about things that we ourselves don't agree with especially on a personal level we should come with them at least with questions, with gentleness and care and love. And even especially when uh, the biggest things when we say also for as Christ followers, it's always tell truth. And even if the truth is not popular or even if the truth it seems like, oh, I've heard this from other conservatives or other Christians or whatever. And it was just terrible. Like, I didn't want to continue with it. I don't want to hear it. Then I would I would just say, like, explain it in a great way. <laughs> like, not like get up all in their face or whatever. But just to tell them and say, hey, like, I love you and I care for you. But I just don't think um, on this sort of level is really loving. And you explain your side why. And if for some 
reason if they still don't agree with it, then that's fine. I mean, God himself, and especially in Ecclesiastes 3.11, saying he has made everything perfect in his own timing. So it may not be now, and especially if we're pretty impatient, especially when it comes to helping out with someone's eternal life and having them to get to know Jesus, um, it's never going to come that quick. So think of just like life as a marathon. It's still going on, and especially um, when it comes for someone to finding Jesus. I know for me, like for the first 18 years of my life, I was a lukewarm Catholic uh I just thought religious works was the only way to heaven or I thought I wasn't enough to get into heaven. I was just more of an agnostic type of person just thinking like, oh, anyway, any any God can be one to make it through heaven, any religion at all. And then it was up until Christ came into my life through one of my deepest insecurities, my deepest, darkest <laughs> faults that I've had. And he was there to be the light in my life and... And with his people that he has blessed me with. I praise God for that. So, I'm calling for all Christians who want to end this terrible, idiotic idea of cancel culture to prevail in our lives. Then I advise you to be the light in someone's life. Jesus himself has said for us to be the salt of the earth. Like the light of this world. And to always remember that we don't go against man. We go against this evil, wicked spirit that's inside of him, especially within us. But the greatest thing ever is that we don't have to go through this alone. Once you've been saved by grace through faith and realize that you have the Holy Spirit inside you, you're not alone when it comes to um, being the light in other people's lives. And that's where the biggest and blessed things about having Jesus is that even the dark side of politics, the dark side of people supporting um, terrible, terrible uh, human values with cancel culture or even with abortion or, um, or even like Marxist thoughts that people are just normalizing this now in society is is terrible and it's not good for individuals, especially for in our families. And that if we go with um, socialist ideals or even report or or even defining what's considered a human being and how the humanity or the value of someone is defined through culture and culture itself. Needless to remind you, culture always changes. Language changes. Customs change. Um, many ideas of how we think as a society changes. Like, everything changes in this world, but God's word always remains the same. His promises never fail. They all go through his own timing and they always stay steadfast and never ever rocky because it's through Christ himself that has said that the water that he gives 
that person will not be thirsty. And I'm letting many of my listeners, um, whoever number of listeners that may be listening on here, is to love one another. Show your love of Christ through your words and actions, through truth and love. Even though when stuff like this gets hard, always remember what Christ has done for you. And that if you want, if you love Christ so much and you want to be like Jesus, always think back on what he has done for the people that has turned his back against him, for the ones who betrayed him, for the ones who um, denied him. Like even the closest ones, even Simon Peter, the, the closest um, apostle that he had. And he denied him three times. But yet Jesus still forgave him. So we as Christians should be able to show our love through that. And show that these people that Christ is alive. Christ is still here. Always going through us. Always going through. um, Even through this darkness in this world. For it's only through Christ alone we can be with the Father and... And we can have eternal life through him. And only him. So, that is the end of the first episode of this podcast. I hope the ones who have listened like this. And you've heard my rant for about 41 minutes. um, Which is amazing. Um, But, as for the next episode goes, I don't know how long it will be or how when i will be able to post it but for anyone that's going to be listening or if anyone is really wanting to hear about this i am for sure will be able to come back and think about other topics that we i can be able to talk about and especially what the bible has to say at the end of it so thank you for listening and i hope you all have a great day or night or where you wherever you are and always know that jesus loves you and (laughs) everything else will be taken into his hands.